So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, I got a review here from Kelly R888, Kelly R888 brought me to real estate. <laughs> Kelly R888 brought me to real estate. I heard Pat on the Bigger Pockets podcast as a guest, liked him. So I decided I would check this out. This podcast convinced me I need a career change. I got my license this past January, and I think I can contribute a lot of my first year success to Pat and his guests. This podcast has given me ideas and confidence to get my business off the ground. There's no better balance of industry trends and coaching in a real estate podcast. Keep up the great work, Pat. I appreciate all your help. Five stars. Thank you, at Kelly R888. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great returning guest here, and this is an important guest, and I asked her to come back on for a reason, because a lot of you probably have not utilized the great American, and this is not the, the right name, but the, the, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act for, <laughs> for 2018, basically the new, the new tax cuts or the new tax laws uh, that are uh, in effect for the next seven years, 2018, today, now, to 2025, and uh, it's completely overhauled, and there's a lot of changes for real estate agents, and if you haven't uh, utilized it this year, uh, you still have time, you need to do it now, start thinking about you know squeezing some of this stuff in before the end of the year so you can take advantage of this. So we've got a tax expert on the line who's been on the show before. She was on on 511, right? And she talked about stop throwing away money, real estate agents tax mistakes. I'm talking about Diane Gardner. And I asked her to come back to shed some light on, you know, what's going on with this 2018 gig and uh, what agents should be doing differently. So, Diane, welcome back uh, to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, thank you so much for having me back. What an honor to always get to come back and do a repeat performance of new information. Hey, we matched today. We're both wearing our, you know, hunter green. <laughs> it's fall, you know. <laughs> I'm glad we you got my memo. We, we were able to color coordinate. <laughs> hey, why don't you uh, give some quick background on yourself so the rock star nation can get to know you a little better? Well, Pat, I am a tax coach, and people go, what in the heck is that? A tax coach is different than a traditional accountant in that I get to come alongside you and together we prepare a plan for how we're going to help you save money on your income taxes and how you're going to plan your way to a lower tax liability with my expertise and my help and then set up a plan to be able to implement it so that you can decrease that amount of tax that you owe to the IRS. To date, I saved my clients $1.872 million in tax legally by using IRS-approved uh, tax strategies. So that's so much fun to get to meet with people and sit down and come up with ways and knock off anywhere from $5,000, $10,000. I've had them as high as a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of tax off of their tax mm. returns each yeah, and every year going forward. So it's so much fun All right, to so work with people. That's awesome, and uh, we got to get that up to two million because uh, that's such an odd number one point eight seven two five four three one. All right, Diane. So give us um, 
Now, let's talk about this, right? Let's talk about the new tax plan and how real estate agents uh, and and people in the real estate game, real estate investors, uh, because we're going to be giving advice as agents. We give advice to real estate investors, obviously. Um, can what is specifically? I want to know what what we should be doing differently than we already were. What should we be asking our accountants, or what should we be doing ourselves differently? Well, one of the areas that affects real estate agents dramatically under the new tax law was they changed the rules on meals and entertainment. And that affects real estate agents because they spend a big portion of their out-of-pocket expenses are in that area. They're meeting with their, with their uh, clients. They're um, having meals. They're, they're, they're meeting for coffees. They're doing this kind of stuff. They're taking them to places that, you know, they're just, they're wooing their customer base. Yep. And most and, are buying their own drinks on it as well. And, uh, yes. and um, but, and okay. So in the past, like, and, and I've known this in the past, you've basically, you, you know, you, you take a client out for drinks or you buy them a, a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You can write off 50% of that if you call it meals and entertainment but if you called it promotion you could write off 80 percent of it is is very ambiguous as to what was considered promotion and what was considered meals and entertainment but um and i know a lot of agents skirt to the side of promotion versus entertainment and write off 80 percent of that what um what can you tell us about what we need to do now well what we need to do now number one is the entertainment piece is completely gone so if you took your client to a game, a, a sports event of some sort, um, here where I live, taking people on fishing trips, um, with like, they like to run up to Alaska and take them on a big, you know, big cruise or something, those things are gone. Anything that was in the entertainment side is completely gone as a deduction. So you, so, that so knocks out me, golf. It knocks out. Any of those, games. if you had what about, fun, what about a client appreciation party? That's different. That falls under different rules. Is that promotion? That is promotion because at that client appreciation party, you are going to talk about your business. You're going that to eight, put a that, business spin on what, it. What percentage is that now? That'll be 100% provided you put that business spin on it. You talk about, here's the homes I have listed. Here's what we, you know, we're the top number one agent and blah, blah, blah. But you have to show that business reason for being there, not just that you've invited some friends over for some drinks and food. You did have used, to talk about used, your business. It used to be 80? I don't think so. I think it's always it's been always 100. It's always been 100? Okay. Provided you put that business, you have that business talk in there. Um, I do a large client appreciation event myself, and we, we make sure that I talk for about 15, 20 minutes about something to do with their businesses. So well, what if I take what if I take somebody golfing? What if I take three clients, three past clients golfing and, you know, pay 700 bucks, you know, and take them out for drinks and and dinner and blah 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 and I talk about business. Would that be, you the, know, promotion 100% write off? Well, potentially the drinks and dinner part can be a write off, but it really is a 50% write off. Because it's going to fall into that business meals, not really promotion so much. But the golfing piece, because you had fun there, is not going to be deductible now. So wait a minute. What if you? What if I have an egg toss at the client appreciation party? Are they going to say, "Hey, that's lunch. That's fun." I mean, how do they define fun? You know what I mean? It's a fine I line. I know. I know. It is a very fine line. And, but things, you know, from what we've seen is it's the it's the golfing, it's the sporting events, it's the those kinds of things that were considered entertainment that are now gone. Okay, so what if you just write, instead of labeling it golf, you label it client appreciation golf party? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not going to get into specifics because you'd have to look yeah. at each situation individually. So it's, yes, still very, it's still very good. hard time. Yeah. yeah. I think an auditor would tear that up pretty good. I don't really? know. I would think. Because they're going to come down on the on the hard side, and you're going to have to prove to them it's not. What about what about uh, these agents that have client appreciation parties in movie theaters where they show a movie and buy everybody popcorn? That I'm not sure because we have a whole new set of rules now. Before it was no problem. Now I'm not sure. We're going to have to really get into the specifics of. 
So before you, if, could, you could unequivocally write off golfing, you could unequivocally write off you uh, the movie theater, anything. And now, and, and you would write off the movie tickets and, you know, the staff and stuff like that. A hundred percent, you would write off any food, right? Popcorn, yeah. Diet Coke at 50%. That was the old rule. You had to itemize it, right? Into right. food and, and, and whatever, uh, promotion, promotion, which was 100%. I thought it was 80, but 100. And then maybe it was 80 a long time ago, antiquated there. So then now you're testing the waters. Now, yeah. you, you know, basically you could, you could do it, but if you get audited, you got a good chance of losing well, the write-off yeah. for the popcorn, the Diet Coke. Maybe. We don't know because there's no court cases out there yet. There's no private letter rulings. There's no nothing because this is all brand new law. So over the next couple of years, we'll have answers to those questions because things will have happened. People will have been audited and they will be setting where is that line in the sand. We don't know at this point. But if you hire an extremely conservative accountant... That accountant may tell you, you can't write off that Starbucks Frappuccino you just bought a current client you're showing houses to. I would hope not. Hopefully, they've taken some classes on this new tax law, and they wouldn't do that. But, you know, who knows? I've what seen would it some be? If it's not a meal, what is it? Right. What's a Starbucks? Well, if you're, if you're meeting someone for coffee and you're buying them coffee, that falls under business meals. It, because you're talking I business. thought you said that it was no longer, you can no longer write it off. No, business meals you can, not the entertainment piece, which oh. is your sporting events, it's your fishing oh, right. trips, okay, it's your yeah. golfing, that kind of stuff. So you can you still write off the meals. And, and is the meals, what percentage do you get on that? We, fortunately, we got some clarification from the IRS just a couple weeks ago, and meals are at 50%. Up until that point, they were at zero for business meals. And they got a lot of pushback on that from the whole business community. And they gave us clarification about two weeks ago that said business meals will be 50%. And 50% is asinine, in my opinion, because if you take four people out, yep. technically your portion is 20%, their portion is 80%. So you should be able to write off everybody's but your meal. But whatever. Okay, what, what else? Do? Let's, let's get off. So, this yeah, that's a big here. one, though, in, yeah, in the real estate yeah. industry. Huge. Because I see what my clients spend in meals and entertainment. Brokers and team leaders, are you tired of seeing dwindling numbers at your monthly sales meetings? And I don't mean numbers as far as sales. I mean numbers as far as agents attending. Do you struggle with creating new and exciting content that will not only motivate your agents, but deliver actual results to them? Do you want your agents using proven sales techniques that increase their commissions? We've got the answer for you. Rebus University is launching a lunch and learn series you can purchase to provide structure and content to your meetings. The series has 12 30 minute trainings taught by me and top producers from around the world and specifically is designed to increase production for your agents. Plus, when you purchase these trainings, you will also receive significant discounts for the go-getters on your team or in your office who want more training and bigger results. So don't delay. Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams. That's hybendigital.com backslash teams or call Katherine Brower today at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900 and get started with your Rebus University Lunch and Learn. Well, another one that they're going to like is with the new tax law, overall, the tax rates have been decreased. So that should make everybody happy out there. And that should show savings on people's tax returns. We ran about 30 of our clients through the new tax law during our last tax season. And just that reduction or decreasing in the rates seemed to save my average client about a 
anywhere from $800 to $1,200 in tax. Okay, talk about that briefly. Talk about okay. the numbers real quick. So in the past, our tax rates went from 10% up to 39.6. So they have taken each tax bracket and dropped it down a couple percentage points. So if they were in the 25% bracket previously, they're now in the 21% bracket. They were in the 15% bracket, they're now in the 12% bracket. And that's where most people tend to fall, is right in those two brackets. So just that couple percentage points is save, will save people money on their taxes this year. So that's a nice little perk that they yep. may not be aware okay. of. Straightforward, yeah. yeah. What yeah, else? That was pretty nice. Another one that we have for us this year is a new deduction called Qualified Business Income. I'm not sure if you've heard anything about that. QBI. QBI. Tell me about QBI. What do I need to know? QBI. QBI is a very complicated topic, so I'm going to really oversimplify it. Yeah, please. Dumb it down for us. I will, because it, I could just put your whole audience to sleep with it. No, so I'm no, going to no. back up a little bit. Back during this whole new, when this new tax law out, the whole reason behind it is Congress wanted our competitive in a worldwide market. Well, the majority of the companies that are competing in a worldwide market are C-corporations. So they lowered their tax rate from 35% to 21%. Well, if they did that, then they had to do something for the rest of us. Because now all of a sudden we were paying more tax than your C-corps were. And they knew that all of us would just run out and turn our businesses into C-corps and be done with it. So C-corps... When you say worldwide market, basically you're saying if you want to deal with companies outside of the United States of America, you have to be a C-Corp. No, most of them are C-Corps. You don't have to be, but most of them are. And, and I'm thinking, you know, the bigger ones that are traded on the stock exchange, those kinds of companies are C-Corps. Got it. Which means that the corporation pays its own tax. As opposed right. to somebody who might be operating an S-Corp or a sole proprietorship or in a partnership or an LLC arrangement. Those, those types of entities, that tax flows through to your personal return and you pay the tax on your personal return. So it gets charged at whatever your personal tax rate is. So anybody at the 25% on up to that 39.6%, we're going to pay more tax in those entities than a C-Corp would at the new 21%. Right. So they had to equalize the playing board. And they did it in a very um, roundabout, complicated sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mentioned that, Roundabout, right? complicated. That's an oxymoron, but go <laughs> it ahead. It is. It is. So what it boils down to for real estate agents is you will take your net profit from your business, whether you're a sole proprietorship on a Schedule C, you are, or in a partnership with somebody else and you have a partnership tax return where you get a K-1, or if you're operating as an S-Corp and you get a K-1. All of those things will flow to your personal return. You'll take that profit, and to really oversimplify it, you're going to multiply it times 20%, which will give you a new deduction on your income tax return, which will, in effect, decrease the amount of tax that you're going to pay on that business profit. Did I do that simply enough? You did it simply enough, and, and it makes a great case for the flat tax of... Uh... <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, um, but go ahead. Okay, keep. Okay, so so that's new, right? And that it's kind of even the playing field, mm -hmm. which in the long run helps people. You know, helps real estate agents save money, right? Right, right. Okay. So now we need to look at various planning strategies. In the past, we all took maximum depreciation, use section one seventy nine whenever possible. We're writing off vehicles as fast as you could write them off. So now we need to look at, is it better to do those same uh, strategies that we've always done, or is it better to have a little more profit and take the, a higher QBI deduction? And the only way to know that is to run the numbers. So you got to make sure your accountant or you run it both ways. And then what you're saying is you actually, the taxpayer has a choice. Pretty much, right. And okay. I would say with this new... QBI deduction in there, I would highly recommend people not try to do this just themselves. Use an accountant, somebody who understands the new tax laws, got the training, knows how to run these various scenarios and can give you the information to make the better decision, which is going to give you the better outcome. Yeah, I wonder if there's some, there's probably some calculators online or, or some tools that you could get that, uh, that will run it for you. But you're right, the easiest way is to get an accountant to do it and 
done. Okay, so let's talk about, okay, what else you got? What, what other things we need to be aware of? Or what are some things that, you know, people listening could say, damn, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, I got 60 days left in a year. Let me jump to it. Well, those are the two biggest things that's going to really affect real estate agents. Uh, we have some things that if anybody is in the process of getting divorced and we're talking about alimony, under the old rules, alimony was deductible by the person who paid it, taxable to the person who received it. Under the new rules, starting in 2019, alimony is no longer deductible or is not, is not taxable for the receiver. Well, it, you know, personally, you know, knock on wood, I've never been divorced, but that doesn't make any freaking sense, really. I know. You know why would you, I mean, why would it be deductible? I mean, like, right? It's like, you know... <laughs> yeah, I met with I know, a you know what I mean? It's like you're paying a fine yeah. or you're paying a you're paying for child support or what I mean whatever, you know, is yeah. it Yeah, I was on a call with a client yesterday who was paying um about 50,000 a year in alimony. Fortunately, if you already have your your agreement in place, you're grandfathered in and he'll be okay. But when I was, we were talking about the new tax law, he says, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad we got this settled in 2017, not, you know, going forward, so that he can still take that as a deduction because he's the payor. And yeah, it's, sort of, it's, it's, kind of, it's just the whole, the, the concept of being able to write it off is yeah. stupid to begin with because you're, you're, you're rewarding people for getting divorced. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess if you're the one paying it out, though, you, you know, you're really happy yeah, of that course, you're but I'm just saying from a business yeah. standpoint. Oh, yeah. Right? If, I was, yep. if I was king of the world, I would have never thought of that idea. Hey, you got the right. Congratulations. I'm going to give you a benefit. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, so right. that was a big one in, in his case. Um, right. Because he lives in a state that's very alimony friendly. And so they're always, you know, giving alimony and stuff. You ain't kidding. Um, 50 Gs. Yeah. Um, alternative minimum tax. Have you ever got caught with that showing up on your tax return and you're oh, wondering yeah. where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They've raised the the threshold on that particular tax so fewer people should get caught in it. Uh, they had not been indexed for inflation for many, many, many years. And so it was getting to the point that, I don't know, about a third of my clients kept getting caught in it you know, they weren't wealthy by any means. They were just your average person with a decent business and they'd get caught on with alternative minimum tax. So now the thresholds have been raised. And so they're estimating that maybe only 10% of the people will have to deal with alternative minimum tax, which is for those who aren't familiar with that. As opposed to what? That, what did it used to be, you think? I don't know. I had about a third of my clients. So I don't know what the overall weight, you know, amount would be. But for those who aren't familiar with alternative minimum tax, it was originally set up to be a tax for the wealthy. And it was to make sure that they paid their fair share amount of tax and that they didn't plan their way to too low of a tax liability. Hmm. And so they would, they would get caught with either regular income tax or alternative minimum tax. And that it brought them back up to have to pay a certain amount of tax. And it's a surprise when your average business owner gets caught in it or your average real estate agent gets caught in it when you, were, you, know, you don't qualify as that wealthy definition. So they fixed that under the new tax law. How'd they fix that? Right? They I mean, fixed it by raising the threshold. So you have to have much higher income now to get caught in it. So had they inflex, in, indexed it for inflation over the years, it probably wouldn't have needed this fix. And I don't even know if it works, okay. right? I mean, you look at the, the Trump family or, or you know, as, as an example, com, uh, you know, people like that. I mean, they still figure out ways to get negative taxes, even with the alternative minimum tax, right? Negative incomes, so they don't pay anything, right? Well, yeah, if you, and I believe they hit, that there's a lot of um, some capital losses and things like that that were carrying forward that they were able to utilize. And, and then that's completely different than just paying tax on your business income. Right. But yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying is just ways to get out of it. But no, right. it makes sense. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So right. new, new planning ideas um, on the hiring your kids. Standard deduction is now doubled basically, from what it was previously. So it used to be $6,350. It's now $12,000 for a single person. $24,000 for Slow that down. What do you mean by that? Okay, standard deduction. In the past, you would, you would take your taxable income. You would subtract your either standard deduction or itemized deductions. Oh, I got then you. you right, right. If you don't person. itemize, you get a standard deduction of right. $6,50 per kid. Right. Now they've jacked it up. It, to 12, all real estate agents itemize. I mean, if you're a real estate agent, you don't itemize 
you know, well, not all selling anything. Well, because well, itemizing salary, right? I mean, well, no, because itemizing has nothing to do with your business income; it's your personal life. It's do you have enough mortgage interest, um, state and local taxes, charitable contributions, that so, type well, of stuff. Basically, you would itemize if you spent more on your. Let's say, as a real estate agent, if you spent more on expenses to run your business than today, twelve grand used to be six thousand. No. Yeah, no, no, no. That okay on your business, you have your your business income minus your expenses gives you your net business profit that gets flows over to your personal return and, and that gets taxed as income. Right. Itemized deductions, where if you usually you had to own a home with a mortgage on it to have enough to be able to itemize. So it was your state income taxes or sales tax. It was your property tax on your home, mortgage interest on your home, charitable contributions, those kinds of things made your itemized deductions. It was a Schedule A on your income tax return. Oh, you're right. I get it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So now that standard deduction is doubled, we'll have fewer people itemizing, but it's a great tax planning tool for when we hire our kids or hire another family member, whether it's a parent, a kid, whoever, because before we were limited to paying them the standard deduction amount of 6350 and then they wouldn't owe any tax on it. Now with that standard deduction doubling up to 12000 if we're hiring our kids and using them in our business, we're able to, to send $12,000 down to a potentially a zero tax bracket by passing that money down through your kids and using them in your business. Okay, so, so just, to simplify this, if you have children, let's say you have three children, you can write off $36,000 a year, right? Not, I mean, just like literally take that off the top of your income by paying them each a thousand a month to the model and take pictures for a postcard that you use or a Facebook ad or um, shred paperwork or whatever it is you want to do, you can hire your children at a thousand a month and that is a, a automatic deduction from how much you earn. It could be. There's some logistics that have to happen in the background. You got to keep track of what they do. You need to keep a time card. You need to pay them on payroll, like real payroll. You need to do some things to make that deduction work. You can't just pay them. I mean, you can't just Venmo them a grand or just put a grand in their uniform gift to minors account. You got to put them on payroll. I mean, yeah, you need to put them on payroll. On a payroll. Right, right. The IRS says they have to be at least seven years old. You are you allowed to do that? You, allowed? you are. Isn't there a minimum you could make? Because I remember when I was 15, I'm 53 now, but I remember I was 15, I got in trouble with the IRS because I worked too many hours and they said, this kid is working too hard. Um, what Can can that happen? Can well, can, can they say the seven-year-old is a slave labor because they're making 12 grand a year? Generally, the IRS has said that when a child works for their parents, that they're not subject to some of those labor rules. Now, that might be governed differently from state to state. So you want to check your state on that because they're, they're the ones that like to look at that stuff a little bit closer. But if you're using your child in your business, and I don't know that you could justify paying a seven-year-old $1,000 a month. You have to look at things that are age-appropriate, that they have the skill level to do it, that you're paying them an appropriate rate for what they're doing. A lot so of people modeling, say, hey, I'm taking pictures of them and I'm putting mm-hmm. them on Facebook and then I'm... Right. I'm, I'm what I'm, would you pay somebody else to model? So right. What would I... Yeah, if I, if I took pictures of a fake family and put them on Facebook and that yeah. was my quote-unquote promotion of, hey, I'm a family realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to always look at it. What would you pay somebody else? Document that in case you're ever challenged on it. Put your children on payroll. If you operate as a sole proprietorship, anything that's non-corporate, you generally don't have to withhold Social Security and Medicare and things like that, but you do yeah. have to issue them a, a real... And, and so is the 12 grand like a gross salary, like a thousand a month gross salary, or, or is that a net? Like, do gross. I have to... Gross. Okay, so right. I pay the payroll company, or I pay, you know, or I just do figure out the taxes myself on a thousand dollars a month gross per kid. Well, there wouldn't be any taxes if you operate as a non-incorporated business. Because there's not going to be any federal state withholding, and there's not going to be Social Security or Medicare. If you operate as an S-Corp or something like that, you have to at least withhold the Social Security and Medicare. 
Got it. So this, it just raised that from 6000 yeah. to 12000 as a way to pass down some income. I look at it at the flip side. You've got people out there who are supplementing their parents in their later retirement years. Can you use them to help in your business? All right, Rockstar Nation. We have a super duper Black Friday, Cyber Monday special just for you, just for the holidays. This thing is bombastic. This thing is close to 85% off the biggest sale I've ever had. Listen up, Rockstar Nation. A lot of you are enjoying the Rebus University courses, and I really appreciate that. These courses are changing lives, doubling, tripling, quadrupling agents' businesses. But don't believe me. Listen firsthand here. So this is Connie Carlson, and I don't even remember how I stumbled across Rebus University, but I was super impressed with the lineup of who was teaching the courses. Uh, I know a number of those trainers, and I know that they are exceptional in their field. So we were able to work out with Rebus a way to offer the university to all of the agents in our brokerage. And the agents love it because they can watch what they feel they need, whatever course they need, whenever they need it. So I can say that our business from 2017 year to date compared to 2018 year to date, our volume is up 48%. Our average sales price is up 11% and the number of transactions is up 34%. So by implementing what they're learning, it is definitely helping the agents sell more homes and also giving them more confidence and being able to compete with some of the top agents in our area. So I highly encourage Rebus. I'm going to be using it as a broker to help recruit other experienced agents and hope to, um, through using that training, have the best real estate brokers in our area. So what I'm doing, is for a limited time, I'm giving you access to all of the courses. Every course, certified listing agent, which is eight agents doing their listing appointment, something they would never do in their local market, but they did for me on film. It's a certified buyer agent course, outbound lead course, everything you could think of on ways to get more business and more commissions in this game is included, right? Included for you to take throughout the entire year at an 85% discount, including new investing courses from real estate moguls who are multi-millionaires from real estate investing and our newest product, which is the Retoot Secrets, stands for Recruit and Retain from three industry icons who have recruited tons and tons of agents over the years on their recruiting secrets. All of that mixed in the one for 85% off. All you need to do is go to Rebus Sale. R-E-B-U-S-S-A-L-E. Two S's in the middle, right? Because you got Rebus and you got Sale. RebusSale.com. That's R-E-B-U-S Sale. S-A-L-E dot com. Or text the word Sale to 444-999. That's Sale to 444-999. You know, this, this, I, I did this when I was selling real estate and so I'm familiar with it. And, um, you know, the funny thing that happens and this is a true story, right? It happened to me recently. So, so what I did, you know, as a parent, right, you don't have, you don't really, you're not really taking an eight year old and Venmoing them uh, and money into their bank account. Cause that's silly, right? You're putting it in a uniform gift of minors account with your stockbroker, let's just say. So, so twelve grand a year, you're like, oh shit, what is my eight year old gonna do with twelve thousand dollars? Well, you put it in an UGMA and it goes into your, you know, tell me if I'm saying this wrong. You put it in an account, right, with your broker, whatever that account, it might not be UGMA, that might be something else. You put it in an account, it keeps going in that account and it builds up. Now here's the funny part. So I did this and what happened was my kids turned twenty one and 
I wanted to get out of the stock market because the stock market, you know, I figured it's peaking, whatever. Let's, let's put this in something more conservative. So I emailed the stockbroker and the broker was like, you can't make decisions on this money anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, that's money that I saved. They go, no, 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 no. This is your kid's money. You know, and, and so now, and so suddenly my children had all this money and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to give them that money. It belongs you know? to them, yes. And it belongs to them. So be careful. You know, if you jack up 12 grand over 10 years, that's 120 grand. You know what I mean? And not to mention what it grows in the stock market. So you got to be willing to be prepared. So uh, luckily what happened was we sat them down and we said, okay, you know, here's this thing. Guess what? Number one, happy days. Now, now, now you got this money that you have to make decisions on. But number two, can we have a family rule that like you only use it for weddings, education, or buying a house? And they, they, they agreed, thank God. But like if they were massively, whatever you want to call it, whatever adjective I'm looking for, if they, if they didn't want to listen to their parents, they could have just been like, no, give me the cash. You know what I mean? I'm going to Vegas. So right. you, you just have to be conscious of this because this is a true story. This is what happened to me. <laughs> Yeah, but just think, Pat, what if we would, could have put some of that off in a Roth IRA for them and let it just sit there and roll for the next 30 or 40 can, years? Right, and I yeah. get that. But I think you're limited on that too, right? You are limited to a certain amount. But in, but I always look at if you could throw that out there as a parent for them instead of just putting it in an account that they're going to be able to put their hands on at 21 or, or actually I think it's at 18. It actually technically became theirs. Um, if you th put some of it over in that Roth IRA and it just sat there, even if they didn't contribute it to it during their 20s and 30s when they're raising families and that kind of thing, and then started contributing again to it a little bit later, they'd have a nice nest egg out there Absolutely. at retirement time. And so that, that's have so many years to grow. That's the answer, everybody listening. You know, maybe you just want to give them enough so that it just goes into the IRA and, and, then, and then stop paying them. So there isn't this extra money. Or, like I said, just set it up and say, hey, by the way, when you turn a certain age, you're going to get this money. And um, yeah, I want you to agree that you're not going to blow this, that this is going to go towards your college or go towards your, um, your first house. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So long as you have a family rule up, up front, I think, it's, I think it's a great idea. Just be careful. Yeah, but it makes a nice tax planning strategy for us. Um, Absolutely, 100%, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, flip it around or advance it a few years. Now they're going to college and they're home for the summer and you've got them working in your business. It's a nice way that they can earn that money to that you would give them anyhow to help supplement their room and board and stuff as they're going through college. So it's a way to take something that would be an after-tax write-off, move it into a pre-tax write-off by utilizing this increased standard deduction. Right. And so, at three, yeah. you know, I mean, at three kids... That's 36000 a year, and, you know, if you're in a 40% tax of that, right, that's, that's like fifteen grand a year you're saving in taxes, and you're, get, and, and you're getting your kids a, a retirement yeah. or giving your yeah. kids college money or, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a bombastic strategy for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, on the new tax law, in addition to doubling the standard deduction, which sounds really wonderful, they took away the personal exemptions. So before, Pat, you had a personal exemption for yourself and your wife of a right around $4,000 each. That deduction is now gone. And they tried to equalize it by doubling the standard deduction. So in theory, it'll come out real similar to where you were in the past. But because it's the double standard deduction, it gives us more planning ability for that paying your kids or paying your parents, those types of things. People who are on the lower tax bracket schedule, you know, rates compared to where we are right now. Another nice thing that's going to affect everybody, not just real estate agents, is that child tax credit. Uh, for kids that were under 17 years old, it's been $1,000 a year for quite some time now. That number has doubled to be 2000 Okay. So that is and that's going a to complete help. credit, right? Off that, is a, that is it's not a, a deduction, but a yes. credit. Boom. Credits okay. are dollar for dollar right off of your tax. Deductions are based on your tax rate. If you're at the 25% tax rate, you're going to save 25 cents on every dollar. Credits yeah. are dollar for dollar. You keep having kids because you get this credit, <laughs> uh, which is interesting in itself, right? Because 
kids, you got to put them through public schools and they use just as much public stuff as adults, but right. get a benefit for having them. So it doesn't we make have- logical sense, but but whatever, you know, we'll yeah. take it, right? Okay. We'll take it. Yep. We have a new family credit uh, for people who are, who would normally have had a dependent for somebody other than your child. So this kind of looks back to maybe mom and dad have moved back in with you or mom or dad, you know, because the other one maybe has passed on or maybe another family member. So we now have a new $500 credit for them because we've lost them as a dependent. So if we can pick up this five hundred dollar credit, it's yeah, I mean, so not- if somebody moves back in, and it can't be. It has to be paternal. Like it, it can't. Can it be a kid that got fired from their job and they're down on their luck and and they move back in? They're thirty years yeah. old. They could, yes, it could be. It's somebody who does not qualify as a as a dependent, which is normally under eighteen or anybody, they're a college right? student up to a homeless guy off the street. You bring him in, and boom, you get five hundred bucks. It could. If they met the rules, they, then potentially, yes. So as somebody who is a, is, well, because they call it a family credit. So I don't know that a homeless guy would qualify. I think they have to be related to you. But okay. that's a new credit out there. It's a non-refundable credit. So if you don't have enough tax to eat it up, you're not going to get it as a refund. It will just help reduce your tax. So that was kind of a, a new little perk out there. Kind of just think of some of the other things that really affect real estate agents, depreciation, was one, um, I know this is not a huge item because they don't have a whole lot of assets they buy, but depreciation um, got a complete How do you know? Because I see their tax returns. I do them. Most, most agents, are you saying most agents are false profits and they don't, they don't buy what they sell? No, I'm not talking land and buildings as if I'm talking equipment and things You're like that. talking about cars and stuff. Okay. Cars and computers and, um, you know, heavy equipment, like like my construction-related clients. They got tons of equipment on their depreciation schedule. Uh, I got Real that. estate agents have small depreciation schedules. Yeah, yeah. So okay. We have an overhaul of the depreciation. Some. Yeah. some. Right, right. And so now we have some... Um, 100% what they're calling bonus depreciation, which means we can write things off in the first year. Uh, so that's going to be nice. Um, we were down to some 50% bonus. We still okay, have Okay, so let's talk about that. So let's say okay. I go out and buy a new Cadillac Escalade and I'm an agent, right? I pay cash for it. Is um, that Cadillac what? Escalade over 6,000 pounds? Let's just say yes. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, you tell me. What, pounds, uh, right? What's qualified? What are, what are they trying to do with that? Like well, 6, over over 6,000 pounds and and that Cadillac Escalade has a bed on it, like a pickup, right? <laughs> or something along those lines. We got to get that gross, that gross vehicle weight, the GVW up over there and meet a couple other requirements. If it's over that 6,000 pounds, then it potentially qualifies as a piece of equipment. It's no longer a car or a luxury auto. And it falls under these new rules then of a piece of equipment. So, and, then, and, then, and then what? Then you write, then, write it we, then we could write it off in the first year. Yes. Okay. So that's some pretty good stuff for planning purposes there. Hmm. You know, it's not going to help everybody tremendously, but it will help some. Uh, there's some new rules on, on those of us who own rental properties and the ability to write off certain things there under some of these new depreciation rules, especially if you okay, own. Hold on a minute. I just okay. look, I don't mean to sidetrack here, but the, um, the weight of a Cadillac Escalade. Oh, you're looking it up. Look- okay. What they call curb weight. We want the GVW. Oh, because this says fifty five hundred. GVW is different than curb weight. I think so. I don't know why. I don't understand them, but curb weight, curb weight, curb weight. Okay. All right. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, some great um, new rules, especially if you own a building that you're using for your own business. So under the self rental rules. So in my case, I own the building that my accounting firm is in. The profit that we have on our Schedule E will now qualify for the QBI deduction. So that's pretty cool. And it's going to potentially qualify on some other types of rentals as well. So they've included the rental industry in with the qualified business income, where before it was always considered your passive. You don't get all the same rules that a business does. They've pulled that into the qualified business income. So that's going to be good news for a lot of the rental schedules. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give us more money to use that QBI deduction on. 
there's some really great rules out there that have nothing to do with the new tax law for investors or even just your average person who's selling a piece of property who sells for more than 600000 or so that has some decent capital gain built into it. And that is an area that I love to do tax planning in because we are able to defer the tax on that for 30 years and loan that money back to the owner of the property. So they now have that money to take and invest in another property that's not like a 1031 exchange where you have to you know, have your property identified and be able to do your swap on time and all that kind of stuff. You can do whatever you want with that money. And we defer the tax out there for 30 years. So, so we have them. So wait a minute, dumb this down. So I sell right? a property for, for $605,000. And you paid 200000 for it. So I made 400000 I was going to get taxed on that four hundred gain. You were going to pay 20% tax on it plus whatever your state rate is. And instead of doing a 1031 tax for exchange and buying something else at the top of the market and, you know, and, and just tr basically making a vertical, a horizontal move mm -hmm. to something else, right? Which right. a lot of people are like stuck right now in today's market. Yeah. They're like, you know, I'm going to do a 1031, 1031 but I'm going to overpay mm -hmm. buying at the peak. I really like to cash out, right? Right. And, yep. They want to cash out. Camp, but I don't want to get taxed. Right. So what do I do? So now you and I are talking, I'll run out some numbers for you. We use a third party administrator who basically steps in and he loans you your proceeds so that you've got your cash, we have you invest a certain amount of those proceeds into a stable, conservative vehicle that will get you to the amount of tax that you're going to owe at the end of 30 years. And if you're no longer on this earth at the end of 30 years, that money will be there and your heirs will pay the tax at the end of the 30-year right, time they, they'll, they'll pay it. The so all you're doing is deferring it for 30 years. You get, like if yeah. you're, not, if you're eight, 90 years old, you can't just sell everything and then have all this gain and then say, I don't care, I'm not going to be living to 120. Because somebody's going to get whacked with that. Well not, if we, well, not if we do this right. Because you will have that cash from the sale of that property. So you're going to have your 400000 back in your pocket. And we're going to say we need to invest, let's say it's 60000 so that over 30 years, it grows enough to pay the tax. So we need to oh, invest. So you, gotta cal you calculate. Oh, I got oh, you. Yes. You calculate. Yes. So let's just make it simple. So you make 400 grand on this thing you sold for 605 that you bought for 200. And you take 100 of that and you say, let's plug this away in a, in a, in a small cap fund. And it's going to grow to, you know, 400 over 30 years. And then let's take the 300 and just spend it. Right. Right. Uh, right. We, we didn't even I don't have to pay taxes right. on my four hundred grand. Right. Until I die, and then when I die, that hundred that's in the small cap fund will have hopefully grown to enough taxes to pay for the twenty percent of the, or let's say thirty percent of the six hundred, which would have been ninety anyway. So yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So you would let's say you only invested fifty years, of it to grow to the ninety. And that 50 at year 30 becomes the 90 and the tax is paid. And meanwhile, you got 350000 back in your pocket. You can either buy another property at the top of the market or you can hold and wait, you know, you know or go to a market that isn't at the top. Yeah, and that, that, that's a pretty cash. good deal, actually. It that's is. It's a good wonderful Because you might invest track. the money anyways, right? You're like, okay, right. well, I don't want to do real estate because real estate's peaking. Let me just do a bond or something and then... Yeah. Or, yeah, or you're going to do, you know, who knows what you're going to do with it. But it gives you that freedom that you're not stuck into a 1031 exchange, which are not working real well right now because of what the market's doing. Yeah. So no, we've been able to stuff. do several of these for our clients, and they're so excited about it because they got their cash and they can do what they want to do with it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they save a little bit and, and you know, they, they can get it if they want, but hopefully they'll just leave it there and just... And then it'll be ta it'll be there for taxes if in case they die mm -hmm. or in case or, they in thirty years. I mean, thirty. Right, if they live another years, thirty years. That's God only knows what, right? You know, right, I mean, right. It could probably definitely um, easily pay the taxes in thirty years mm -hmm. easily. So some wonderful tax strategies. And as a real estate agent, if you're able to present this to your client, 
what did that just do to you as far as helping you stand out from all the other real estate agents out there? You yeah. know the gal who's got that the much smarter. Kingdom. You bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is, this has been great. Everybody should be listen listen to this one three times and, and let it sink in because this is this is some awesome stuff here, Diane. So let's let's wrap this up talking about your free gift, Diane. As you know, everyone that comes on the show brings a free gift, and uh, what, what I'm going to do with this, I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash Diane Gardner and the number two, and that's D I A N E. G-A-R-D-N-E-R, -E Diane Gardner. And by the way, I'm going to put all of Diane's social links. I'm going to put all, uh, her, her, a link to her business page, everything, okay? Uh, so you guys can reach out there if you want to talk to her, get some more advice, say thank you, whatever. And uh, I'm going to also put her free gift on the same uh, homepage, which is hybendigital.com backslash Diane Gardner. Now, in addition to that, I'm also going to put this in the agent success toolbox. So you can get this along with uh, over a hundred other tools that all of our guests have brought over the years. And that's at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, or just text the word toolbox to 444-999. What do you got for us today, Diane? I have a copy of my Congress cut taxes, 16 ways you can take advantage of the new tax law and save money. I love it. I love it. Everybody should print this out and put it on their wall or give it to their accountant or give it to somebody because, uh, or make this happen. Check off one by one which ones apply and which ones you could use. So this has been great, Diane. I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you gauging and speaking in real terms and, and uh, speaking in terms that everybody can understand and helping the realtor community at large. Thank you so much. And uh, listen, best of luck to you in all your future endeavors. Well, thank you, Pat. It's been wonderful. This has been, um, had a great time getting to talk to you and hopefully we can save some tax out there in the real estate community. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button yes hit subscribe please the more subscribers that we get on real estate rock stars the better guests are attracted to the shows we'll get more guests from the top companies from the top teams and even more celebrity guests like robert kiyosaki and barbara corcoran also if you're not a member of our free facebook group go to real estate rock stars radio right on facebook and Join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>